This episode of the podcast is brought to you by living inside a small snow globe because at least the market value is a little bit better there. See? See what happens, Lebowski? You see what happens? Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. Your name's Lebowski, Lebowski. Your wife is Bunny. My, my, my wife? Bunny? Do you see a wedding ring on my finger? Does this place look like I'm fucking married? The toilet seat's up, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that had a rug that really tied the room together. <laughs> I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to talk about The Big Lebowski, one of my all-time favorite feel-good movies. I've said this before, like, this was the movie where it's like, I've had probably, like, a good, like, month and a half where it was like, at one point I watched it every single week. And I did not get bored of it. <laughs> That's a lot. It's, it was a good time, though. So anyways, um, so The Big Lebowski, it came out in 1998. It was directed by Ethan and Cole Cohen. You have, realistically, there's like two people that are like really in this movie. But there's a lot of people in this movie at the same time, too. So Jeff Bridges plays the dude. You have John Goodman, who plays Walter. You have Steve Buscemi, who plays their friend Donnie. You have David Huddleston, who plays Mr. Lebowski. You have Sam Elliott, who plays, like, the narrator slash, like, stranger, who is, like, everybody's fantasy of, like, what I could grow a mustache of. Yeah. And Um, that voice. Oh, it's beautiful. That that real just... Yeah, southern gentleman (laughs) voice. Now he's the mayor in Family Guy, too. Okay. Uh, You have Tara Reid, who plays Bunny, Lebowski's wife. You have Juliana Moore, who plays Maud, the daughter. Philip Seymour Hoffman, who plays Brant, the assistant to Mr. Lebowski. John Jer- uh, John Turturro? John Turturro, yeah. Yes, who plays the Jesus. Yeah. He's in it for like a minute. The pedophile or the, yeah. the sex offender. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> which I guess they made like a sequel of him, which I refuse to watch because I think it'll it'll like tarnish Nobody the Big needs Lebowski. Nobody that. What? Nobody needs to see exactly, that. Exactly. But it's like him being a bowler. No. Um, and then Philip or uh, P- uh, Peter Stormare is in this. And I was like, man, I, I got to add him. I really like Peter Stormare, but he's like nothing in this film. He's just kind of like a nihilist. Nihilist number one. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really And old. Julianne Moore. Who plays? I said Julianne Oh, you did? I didn't Maud. hear you. Oh, right. Who plays Maud? Yes. And if you don't know what The Big Lebowski is, it was supposed to originally be like a bowling movie. But it is this slacker named The Dude, who is mistaken for a millionaire of the same name, seeks restitution for a rug ruined by a deck collector, enlisting his bowling buddies for the help while trying to find the millionaire's missing wife. That's a hell of a plot. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is... movie's dense. For for like a feel-good hangout movie. Exactly. Like, it, it always, like, is something that I think about where it's like the Big Lebowski... Is technically a sports film because it is about bowling, but there is like no bowling in this movie. Yeah, like there's it's very very little. Um, it almost becomes kind of like a, I on a spectrum of like a noir mystery. I mean, towards I, the end? I, I wouldn't I'm, towards the end. The whole movie is well, like yeah. <laughs> like an investigation <laughs> exactly, film, and it's like what's on like what's actually going on here. I do feel like the investigation though is is like really cut short mm-hmm. when like when you have the dude being like hey man she's pro- she probably just kidnapped herself yeah. and it's just like 
Oh, okay. Well, like, that's then, the, that, that, and that's, that's and that is the answer. And it's like, okay, we were five minutes into the investigation, and he just like says that. Yeah. And then it kind of just like ruins like everything else. Well, I think what ruins it, and this was like one of the cons, was like that. You know, after he goes to like the dude goes to see Jackie Treehorn and like gets drugged, and then like the the cops basically are like, get the fuck out of Malibu. Yeah. And like he's walking down the street, and then you see Bunny driving down, and like she's got all of her toes. Yeah. And I'm like. Okay, like, yes, I've seen this movie, like, 700 times, but, like, you know, that ruins the illusion of, like, yeah, she's she totally... in danger. Yeah. The one, the, my, one of my main issues with the film, and, like, I really enjoy this movie yeah. as, like, a turn your brain off. It's silly. It's funny. Yes. The characters are absolutely insane, and it's a very... It's, it's a great... It's a great film, mm-hmm. but, like, there is just... I almost feel like there's no resolution at the end. There isn't. It, it just kind of like fades out into like nothing. Nothing gets yes. resolved. <laughs> and and, and you, Donnie, the most like side character, dies of a heart attack. Yes. It's, and so it's just was, like, okay. So that was like, that was like one of the cons, like actually like reading into this film, like watching it for the podcast is that like, I love Donnie. I love Steve Buscemi. I think he plays like a really good role of just like this kind of like. He's kind of just like an aloof. Like, hey, yeah. like, I have questions. <laughs> he's, he's, like, just really annoying. He's, like, the in- <laughs> epitome of, like, an NPC in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, we don't get enough time with him to make to me like, real feel anything about him having the heart attack. No. Like, the story is mainly Walter and the dude. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, like, Donnie shows up, like, here and there. And, like, he bowls and, like, he's he's literally just like, oh, yeah, I'm throwing rocks tonight. Yeah. And then, like... Of course, the great stuff about, like, him just, like, butting in and Walter being like, shut the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah. But that's it. That's all Donnie's really in there for. Yep. And then he has a heart attack and dies. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny when they spread his ashes. Yeah. But... Especially, like, in the coffee can. Yeah. It's like, is there a, uh, whatever, whatever those <laughs> yeah, store like, a is. Ralph's. Yeah, is there a Ralph's around here? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that always makes me laugh. The movie is hilarious. Um, I, I still laugh at, like, everything. It's probably not the most well-known Coen Brothers film, I would say. Um, uh, I, I, I would, know. I would go to, as far to say like everybody, like if you mention Coen brothers, the first thing they're going to think of is no country for old men. Yeah. They might even think of tragedy of Macbeth. They won't. <laughs> they might. Literally they won't. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody thinks of the tragedy of Macbeth when they well, think Coen brothers. It was a fun movie. <laughs> what was it? Just Joel that did that one? Yeah. It was only mm-hmm. him. Yeah. So definitely that is not anybody's go-to Coen brothers film. Uh, that one or, um, or brother or art thou. Oh yeah, for yeah, me yeah. is like one of my go-to Coen Brothers films. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I kind of feel like the movie just kind of fizzles out where nothing sort of gets resolved, and it's kind of frustrating because you are on this journey to, like, I don't know, like nobody gets like, ahead. It's just like okay, that's the ending. Yeah, and like especially when when Sam Elliott's character, the stranger, is just sitting there at the bar. And he's like, well, that's it, I guess. And yeah. you're just like, okay. It's like, like this fourth wall break of like, are you supposed to be God that's like telling me the story is over? It's very frustrating. I um, get it. Because like there there were a few points where I was like, man, the story is like getting all over the place. Like between yeah. like dude just wanting a rug and then getting mixed up in this whole bunny situation and then the whole stuff with Maud about like wanting the baby but not telling him. Yeah, that's like such an unnecessary yeah. <laughs> thing. I mean, it's funny. Yes. This movie this movie really works on the elements of like all of these people are in their own worlds and everybody's insane mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Like she yeah, I mean, 
she is just Maud is just insane. Mm-hmm. Like just a crazy like I mean her introduction is amazing. You know, it what? used to like scare the shit out of me, like when I f- would first like watch this film, because I was like, "What is this horror esque thing that's yeah. going on here?" Her, yeah, her intro is amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and but like, her, it's it doesn't add really anything to the story. No, it's literally just kind of like, oh, she wants a baby, but she wants it from like a deadbeat who won't be a part of it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, of course, the dude. Right. Yeah. The nihilists, like the group of the nihilists, are really funny, mm-hmm. and I mean they are the ones who kid are like doing the kidnapping essentially. Air quotes, yeah, <laughs> which is all just a big fucking and and like they it works in a real comedic sense because especially at the end when they're like, "We'll just take whatever money you have yes. in your wallets and we'll it's call like it I, even." <laughs> I have like three bucks, almost four. <laughs> yeah, like that's really funny, but like again doesn't really come to a real conclusion yeah it's it's, just like okay we had this one fight donnie dies of a heart attack and then we just never see him again mm -hmm. like okay well you kind of get like a little bit of like the foreshadowing from it where it's like you know donnie every time that they're in the bowling alley like he's like hitting strike after strike and then like right before that scene like he goes to bowl and he misses one pin yeah. And he's and he's checking his hand. He's like, "That was weird. Like, yeah, why did yeah. I? Why did that happen?" And it's like this weird, like foreshadowing of it. Yeah. But like, it's nothing where it's like, you know, he goes back and he's like, "I'm feeling kind of funny." No, and like, and, and like, well, that doesn't bother me, honestly. I kind of like the subtlety of it, but mm-hmm. I just mean like the nihilist, particularly. Yes, yeah. Like, they don't they really ju- have a point. No, it's just like, okay, now they're done, I guess. <laughs> and like, ju- like I think the last scene that we is the last scene that we seen that we see with Maud where 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 they have sex, and then she's like, oh, like the position of the conception. Yes. And then that turns into nothing. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, that's it. And that's it. That's done. And I mean, again, it's comedic and it's funny, especially when he goes out to that other guy that's like working for the other family. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's like, hey, I'm, you know, I see you with your friend. He's like, no, nah, man, she's just like my <laughs> my lady friend. She's just a friend. See, that was like the thing. I'm that just I trying did. to help her conceive. It's like, <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, so that's good stuff. <laughs> he was confusing too, because I was like, why is this guy following him around? No, yeah, completely a useless character. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's such a bizarre, strange movie, and mm-hmm. I just have one t- minor complaint. Um, besides like the whole <laughs> everything that we just mentioned. Well, no, no, no. Like, because the thing is, like, all of these things that don't make sense and 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 kind of fizzle out almost kind of work in it, in its benefit. Like, it's kind of charming in that way. Yeah, it's like a weird paradox where it's like none of this makes sense, but it all works. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's somehow like a crazy collage of things that are just everything is just going into one another. Yet it all just makes sense, and I'm and I'm happy to be watching it. Um. And this is like a real tiny technical thing that it, I guess it, it doesn't really affect the the film watching experience that much. But I don't know who the fuck was in charge of like a sound mixing in this mm-hmm. movie. But like, dude, the music is so much higher than the audio. <laughs> I know. And like you just cannot hear them when they're talking and music is playing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was so frustrating because I would have to crank up the volume to fucking listen to them talk. And then all of a sudden a song would come on and the song would be like four times as loud mm. as the audio. And then I have to like mute the fucking movie and then turn <laughs> it down. It was so annoying. So whoever sound makes this movie, you suck. Yeah. But other than that, I like this movie a lot. I don't know why. Like, I, I mean, maybe for me because I, I watch everything on like subtitles. So I never noticed that. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. Because I just read everything. So I'm like, ah, it's fine. That's Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just become like, I think it's because of like from watching anime where like it just becomes my new normal. 
mm. where it's like I watch everything on subtitles even if I can understand it. That's weird. Yeah, I I, but I can train my eyes to like watch and read it. And plus, time. I have like a sound bar and like you know mm. like a, a subwoofer and stuff, so. Maybe like I, that, like on top of it, like maybe if you were just watching it on like TV speakers, it wouldn't be that loud. But I mean, man, it is it was like really noticeable. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why is this? I hate this. I hate when movies are like that, because <laughs> honestly, like even movies today are mixed mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's figure so it out. Frustrating. Just just fucking turn the music down yeah. a little. Jesus. Put them at the same volume, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, yes. other than that, um, my favorite character, hands down, by far, is Walter. Oh, absolutely. Walter is, like, the best. And this is actually John Goodman's, like, favorite performance. That it has done. to be. It's yeah. like, you can tell he's having so much fun. Oh, yeah. And, like, like even even Jeff Bridges gets outshined by him. Which is crazy, because, like, usually Jeff Bridges is, like, the star of anything. Yeah. And, like, a lot of... And it, it is kind of strange, because people, like, will, you know, always... He's got a lot of iconic lines, and and the dude is kind of iconic. Yeah. But I feel like when you're actually watching the movie, Walter is so much more fun and, like, insane and crazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, Market Zero, like, yes. that whole scene is amazing. You are entering a world of pain. <laughs> like, Walter... He's got so many more quotables. Exactly. Like, Walter has, like, way more lines. Like, even, like, the, the see what happens, Larry. Yeah. You see what happens when yeah. you fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's out there breaking the car. Yeah. And, like, he brings the Uzi with the handoff. Yeah. It's, like, stuff like that where it's, like... You know, he he is, like, he's so much the yang to, like, the dude's yin. Yeah. Like, like the dude is so, like, calm and relaxed for, like, a good portion of the film. Like, yes, he's kind of, like, what the fuck, man, to, like, everything. But that's, like, as far as it goes. Yeah. It's literally just, like, what the fuck, man. Yeah. Dude. For, like, <laughs> yeah, except for him, like, getting, like, really pissed towards the end. Right. But it's, like... Walter's always at that level. Yeah, like his yeah. his default is like ready to go, fucking yeah. shoot people. And up. it would have made more sense if he went down in a heart attack. Yeah, because I, like he's always at eleven, yes. so like his blood I, pressure is just constantly way above what it should be. <laughs> exactly. Like I think I think that would have had way more impact if we yeah, lost Walter. Absolutely. But I guess he's just such a like a lovable, great character that they didn't want to kill him mm-hmm. because when you're film, I feel like. When you're making the movie, you know, you never really know, I would imagine, like, what characters are going to um, kind of become, like, infamous in the movie yeah. until it comes out and the audiences see them. But I almost feel like when you're watching Walter, you, you have ha- to be, you have to be like, guys, like, yeah. this this guy is going to be, like, iconic. Yeah. And like, Sherba Shaba, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I sure as shit don't uh, fucking uh, roll. <laughs> like, that's iconic right there. Like, that, yeah. that's lightning in a bottle for a character. It's so good. And I think, like, too, like, because John Goodman's worked with, like, the Coens beforehand. Um, and, like, this was one of, the, like, the first things that Jeff Bridges were working on them with. And I remember, like, I read something where, you know, Jeff Bridges is used to kind of, like, rewrites for, like, scripts and everything like that. And... There was, like, a point where Jeff Bridges, like, messaged John Goodman and was like, hey, man, like, do you know if, like, there's rewrites today or, like, anything like that? And John Goodman was like, no, 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 like, they they don't do that. Like, you, this is the script. If you want to, like, do anything, like, tell them and then you can just improvise. Yeah. And I think that was, like, a big part of, like, Jeff Bridges, too, because, like, he, like, most of the clothes that he wore was, like, his actual clothes. Just a bum. Yeah, like, he brought, like, most of it, like, his bum clothes on set to, like, wear. Yeah. And, like, there would be things where it's, like... You know, Jeff Bridges would ask, like, the Coen brothers, like, hey, did the dude just, like, toke up, like, right before this scene? 
And we'd be like, yeah. And he'd be like, okay. And then, like, he'd knuckle, like, his eyes to make it look like he had just smoked. Yeah. So it was, like, those small little things of, like, Jeff Bridges, like, just having a good time with it. Yeah. I mean, you can tell for sure. Um, his character is so laze that it, it's kind of it, – it's a little frustrating to watch almost because <laughs> you're just like, man, that guy – like, when the guys break into his house and are smashing shit while he's – um. Mm-hmm. In a uh, in the bathtub. Hey man, this is a private property. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, it's like, hey man, yeah. I think he says, yeah. He pretty much says something to that effect. Um, and it's just like, like get out, like get, w- mm-hmm. you should not be this calm. I know, but he's also high right now. Oh, so always, I guess. Though. I guess that's why he's always he's always high, mm-hmm. and he's also just unemployed. He's like a forty something year old. It's one of my favorite lines from the movie, like when like after the car gets stolen. And like he brings the cops in, and there he's like, "Oh, what, like I had my business papers in there." He's like, "Oh, what do you do?" It's like, and he rolls back in the recliner. He's like, "I'm, uh, I'm unemployed." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like my favorite line. Like it doesn't make sense that like he's forty and like he's unemployed and like he still has an apartment. Yeah, well, because like honestly, man, and I almost wish that there was more to it where they unpack like his his landlord. Oh, I know, because that's a great scene. It's when, really like, funny <laughs> yeah. where it's like, hey, man, you owe some money, and also I have this like concert thing going <laughs> yeah, on. Like, like, if you want to like come by and like like kind of just like give me some critiques. Yeah, he's like, I'll be there. And he's like, oh, by the way, just um, you know, the tent's coming up. He's yeah, like, far out, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, he <laughs> just doesn't get it at first. <laughs> it's so strange. It's mm-hmm. such a weird um crazy fucking world that they built and like that's something that i really admire about this movie is how off the walls everything really is Mm -hmm. because so many scenes are just so like what is where are we going now what what is happening (laughs) but like it's not tiring Mm -hmm. like like when we did um everything everywhere all at once it was tiring it's exhausting Mm -hmm. jumping from all of these different things and it just keeps going and going and going but this movie somehow they managed to like include all of these really bizarre and strange characters and and Lebowski is just going from place to place and meeting all these new people and they're so weird and 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 so like eccentric um yet I'm never tired of it and you know what too like I noticed like watching it this time was if you really like pay attention to it because it's like again like everything everywhere all at once was like oh here's this thing and then it's jumping higher and then higher and then higher of like things that are just going off the walls where it's like in this movie it's like you have the scene of like like uh walter breaking the car with larry and like that's that's nuts and then it's like immediately met with, oh, okay, they're just like eating burgers in the car quietly. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, they go and get coffee the next morning. And then something crazy happens. Yeah, it's not it's like, like a constant uptick. Yeah, you almost have like this even flow of like, okay, here's something calm and then here's something crazy. Yeah. To kind of like let you catch your breath a minute and then yeah. like get back into it. Yeah. Also, one of my favorite scenes, it's such a small thing, is when they go to that kid's house, when they find his homework in the backseat. Yes. And the and the the father or whatever is like in yeah. that machine. <laughs> yes. He's like, and a good evening to you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> just want to say we're huge <laughs> fans. <laughs> it's it's just like so funny. I know. Um, I mean, it's so hard to like. I mean, it's so hard to discuss this movie because mm-hmm. it's just like it's it's a hangout movie. It is that has a, but it, it it's such a weird thing because it's a, it's a hangout movie that does have a really kind of dense plot of it almost feels like the nice guys or something where mm-hmm. it's like this 
that oh we're we're uncovering a secret somebody was kidnapped something was something was happening here we are now uncovering what's going on but it lives in such a weird place where like you're trying to figure out what's happening but then everything is kind of just told to you throughout mm-hmm. the movie so like the investigation part of like the the viewer's mind doesn't really have to go and like wander and yeah. like think okay like I'm trying to piece this together too because everything is just kind of outright told to you so like even when even when we get the missing toe yeah it's like that immediately is told to us. Walter's just like, dude, she cut off her own toe. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, and he's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, oh my God. It's like, he's, it's so simple. Like anybody can go get a toe. I can get, I can get a toe for you by this afternoon if you yeah. really want one. And well, I can just paint it green. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, okay. So that's probably what happened. And then it yeah. turns out like, yeah, that's what happened. I know. And I think it was supposed to like throw you off a little bit, but like that literally is what happened. That's what it so is. It's like, it's like, it just, it, yeah. I mean, there, it, it's like a weird kind of balance of this investigative, noir style movie but simultaneously a hangout movie mm-hmm. uh, i don't know i know it's, it's so, so it's, it's so, very strange it's so weird that it works it is and it like it does like being this hangout movie like most of the time like they don't have like anything like theme wise that like really sticks to it but like this film has a little bit like it has like this whole thing of like misunderstanding where it's like you know the theme of misunderstanding yes <laughs> it's literally like you know mis misinterpreted identity of like the lebowskis um and then there is like i i tried to look it up like there is like some weird thing where it's like people were talking about like politics within it because of like how much they talk about in the beginning with like i think it's like the bush administration and then like walter being like off the walls about like vietnam and everything like that yeah that didn't really stick for me. There was nothing like concrete that I could be like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. Um, but then like there is like the whole idea of like making the most of like your situation. Like the dude like literally has nothing and he's like carefree. Yeah. He the whole movie he's just going in and he's like, I just want my rug. Yeah. Like that's such a a nonchalant thing to want in life. Yeah. Um, and then having that kind of like duality of like common aggression, like I mentioned before, with like the dude and Walter, where it's like they're always together, and when they're together, it's this constant thing of, like, the yin and yang. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Well, that's what I got you were going to say. No, no, no. no. Uh, I thought you were going to keep going. Um, the only other thing that I, I that I kind, I kind of wish they unpacked a little bit more, because, like, one of the, like, kind of one of the themes that I, the, the title of the movie is not Jeff Bridges' character. It's the other Jeff Lebowski. Yeah. He is the big Lebowski. Yes. Um... And you kind of wonder, okay, like why? Like mm-hmm. why would you? Why are you titling titling the movie after the guy who isn't really the main character when they both share the same name? And I think for me, what it, what it came down to was, and kind of like the theme of of what it was. And I guess it's kind of what you were saying, but it's kind of like this. It's like a mix of making the be- like making the best out of what your situation is, but then also like this sort of old mentality, old money mentality, where the actual Jeff, the the big Lebowski, the mm-hmm. old man with the money, it, it it ends up turning like he he's like screaming at 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 our the dude, yeah. um, basically telling him that like you know you're a bum, you need to get a job, maybe maybe you should maybe you should like um like actually try to like get a job and just earn some money for yourself one yeah. day. And then, and then you can be an actual like contributing member of society. Um, 
And, you know, he's kind of in his giant mansion and he's got all this money in the world. And it's like, okay, I understand like what this, this guy is like, I, I lost my, I lost my legs in the war, but I still managed to do it all. Yeah. And it's like, there is like that kind of theme, but then it turns, and then it comes out that he actually didn't earn any of his money. He was born into money and he actually wasn't even that good of a businessman because (laughs) his family gave him like an account to run or a business to run essentially. And he like kind of ran that to the ground. Mm -hmm. So then he's just living off of his, his parents' money. Well, that, and then like Maud's made money, like his daughter and like, she gives him an allowance. Yeah. That was such like a throwaway line. Yeah. Like, it really tells you everything about like him. Right. Like, he, and and he's like this just like this old bitter man that has like this kind of chip on his shoulder for I guess I don't know why. It's just like a guy that he's basically just like like a like a peacock. Like he's just he's puffing out his chest and mm-hmm. he, and he's like flaunting, but then if you pull away all those feathers, it's just a really small bird. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's got <laughs> like a like, quail. And he's just got nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and like everything that he's ever, everything that he has in his life was given to him. Yeah. And it's like that anger and, and, and all that, that he has towards, towards the dude is completely unmerited. And also simultaneously, it's like, that's their duality is Mm -hmm. like, he is like this old man who has everything and it was all given to him. He didn't even have to work to do it. And he's got everything and he's like still an angry, bitter old man about it. Mm -hmm. Yet. The dude also doesn't work, but he has nothing, and he's super happy and carefree. Yeah. Just, that's so kind of like, like what I took away. Yeah, that money can't buy you happiness type situation. Right, yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's just, he's just an old, bitter man for whatever reason, and it's never going to go away. Yeah. And if you're the dude, maybe you just, you know, smoke a little pot. Yeah, and then just fucking <laughs> go in a bathtub. Just hang <laughs> yeah. out for a little just, bit. Just and relax, man. It's not that big of a deal. Listen to whale noise. <laughs> you know what's funny, too? Like, two two small things, like... um. So I found out, too, that, like, he's never called Mr. Lebowski or, like, Jeff Lebowski, like, at all in the film, except for when they're uh, they're at, like, the funeral parlor for Donnie. Yeah. Like, every other time he, like, corrects people, he's like, no, nah, I'm the dude. Yeah. Or it's like, they call him the dude. Yeah. And he's like, ah, nah, you know what, never mind, it's Lebowski. Yeah. Like, that's the one time where it's, like, all of a sudden, like, it's a serious moment. Yeah. Um, that and he never actually bowls except for the dream sequence with Maud. Yeah, and like he doesn't even really bowl there. It's like more of like a like he like he's with Maud. Well, the the right? dream and then they're like bowling together and they yes, throw it together. Exactly. But and like then he's coasting down the the whatever the yeah, the bowling then, alley, and turns looking around up and like looks up skirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like he he's never actually shown bowling. No. Which I think is very fun. <laughs> um. That and, like, for a while, like, this movie was the reason why I tried to drink White Russians. Uh, White Russians are not good. No? Not good. They look good. It's not good. It's, like, Kahlua vodka and, like, fucking milk. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like it might be kind of good. I can't drink anymore, but... Oh, yeah, that's right. I wish... I, I, like... I remember, um... The thing about Hangout movies is, like, kind of what tarantino did with like jackie brown Mm -hmm. where it's like when you watch jackie brown it's like you're hanging out with these characters and like they have like their signature drinks i don't remember exactly i think it's like a screwball or something Mm -hmm. that that they drink in jackie brown um or like screwdriver whatever it is screwdriver maybe yeah maybe it's screwdriver i'm not a i'm not a cocktail guy (laughs) uh and like in this movie it's the white russian and it's like there's something kind of unique and, and enjoyable about the idea of like going 
to watch the Big Lebowski once every few years. Mm-hmm. And like you're getting together, it, it feels like you're getting together and like you're going to have like some white Russians with the dude and just like hang out with them. And like I really like that. And I think yeah. that that's like kind of what makes a good hangout movie is like when you're with them and you're hanging out with them. Like I want a white Russian yeah. when I'm when I'm watching this movie. And or like I want, you know, the a nice food robe. that they're eating or whatever it yeah. is. Like, it's like that's cool because it, it's like it feels like you're hanging out with like old friends. Yes. And that's what you could chalk up too for like the plot of this film is like it's so like out of this world. But like it's nothing too crazy. Like this is somebody's like two days yeah. out there. Like, yeah. That's that's what's going on. Yeah. And that's what I enjoy about this film. And that's why I always go back to this film of like being like, you know what? I'm just going to watch The Big Lebowski and turn my brain off and just have a good time. Yeah, and that's what it is. I mm-hmm. mean, you, you don't have to think too hard and 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 it's just an enjoyable fun time and it and it's like comedy that is seem it's pretty timeless. Like yeah. all of the things are so funny and they still work and I think they always will work. Mm-hmm. 9 white Russians out of 10. It's very good. <laughs> all right, cool. I have a I have a recommendation, Frank. Uh so like I mentioned a couple weeks back with Pokémon, I don't I don't have many video video games that uh I end up playing throughout the year. Um, but the other one finally came out, and I'm playing it. It's called Evil West. Oh, right, yeah. You were telling yes. me about this, like a vampire yeah, so uh, western? You play as this guy, Jesse Retner, who is in the Old West, and you're a cowboy, so already that's something for you. Uh, and you just so happen to hunt vampires. And listen, like it's one of these games where it's like, it's... I'm not in it for the story. Like, the story is very much like I've seen it, I've heard it, I've done it before, where it's like, ah, there's vampires and they're trying to kill us. And oh no, they killed, they're trying to kill my father. I have to go get revenge. Yeah. It's very much like I've seen this, I've I've played video games, I've watched movies of this before. But my God, man, the gameplay is so much fun. Like, to actually shoot the guns and, like, they give you, like, the targets of, like, the weak spots where it's, like, you can blow off their heads or their hands right as they're about to shoot and then they can't do anything. So, wait, the vampire... Wait, are, are the vampires also, like, cowboys? No, but there are cowboys that can turn into, like, werewolves. Okay. So okay. <laughs> Duh, Frank. <laughs> um, so, you do end up, like, fighting, like, actual humans as well, but then also, like, vampires and werewolves throughout it. Cool. Um, And then, like... There's, like, punching mechanics where it's, like, I can uppercut them into, like, sticks of dynamite and they explode. (laughs) There's, like, crazy huge ones that, like, take forever. You get, like, shotguns and rifles and, like, the six shooters and, like, a weird lightning power. It's got, like, a very steampunk-esque, like, background to it as well. Um, But I'm about, like, six hours into it, uh, about, like, halfway through the game. And, like, the gameplay is so much fun. Like, I've, I've been waiting a while for this, and I was worried that it wasn't going to be fun because they got, like, uh, they, they like, pulled the original, like, release date for it and then pushed it back for a couple of months. So I, that always kind of worries me. But um, I remember, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not much of a gamer, but I know I remember, like, a while, like, especially during, like, peak COVID, like, mm-hmm. all video games were getting, like, pushed back, like, sometimes even, like, a year. Yeah. That everything was just getting pushed back and pushed back, so... Um, I mean, it's cool that it's fun. At least, at yeah. least, it, at least it, it, it seems like it's at least meeting your expectations. Yeah. Maybe not exceeding them. But. I, n- I never. That's maybe the thing is like I never went into this expecting like, oh, this is going to be a great story. Yeah. It's just like, is it fun? Yeah. And that's what it is. And that's all that matters. Exactly. As long as you're having fun. Evil West. Cool. Frank, what are we doing next? 
I don't know. I didn't come <laughs> up with anything. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> no, cool. No, no. Uh, so free period next week. <laughs> uh, we're gonna be talking about something that we don't really we we don't we, I don't know if we've ever actually done like a proper action film. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Die Hard. Die Hard is uh, probably the closest thing. Yeah. Samurai Cop. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so. We're going to talk about some of our favorite, like, action sequences in movies. I'm kind of staying in the lane of, like, hand-to-hand combat specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I didn't want to go, like, giant, massive, like, Braveheart, like, yeah, or, you big-ass battle. Yeah, like, Lord of the Rings battling, like, that big. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, really fun, cool, uh, interesting, just hand-to-hand combat scenes. Uh, so look forward to that. Zach? Take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, you are entering a world of pain.